Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Path of Me. I'm your host, Wendy Hutchinson, and today's guest is such a beautiful, um, bright light in the world. Her name is Leah Landry, and she is a Marconics practitioner. She's an AccuDetox, um, AccuWellness specialist, as well as a hypnotherapist. So she has a lot of tools in her toolbox. And uh, it's been quite a journey to get to this point in her career in life, and I can't wait to share it. So welcome, Leah. Thank you so much for coming on today. It's so Thank nice to see you. having me. <laughs> yeah, it's so nice to see your beautiful face. So you had quite a quite an interesting journey. You had a lot of things present in your life that kind of propelled you to the to where you are now. So let's kind of go back to the beginning. You said about eight and a half years ago, a lot was going on in your life. And if you want to go back even further, you know, we can talk about that. But um, I'm just going to turn it over to you and let you kind of share your story. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, well, it's, I don't even, I don't even know whether to start further back or to start at, my well I guess like the place for me to start is that when I was younger I would have these very very vivid dreams and they were dreams that were so real to me and then I would express them to people mainly my mom and then what would happen is that those dreams were later in time would become something that was real so well, they were prophetic so right and like premonitions and what i noticed was that a lot of it was like i would experience a lot of things that were not pleasant like negative things because that energy now now that i am more experienced i know that the negative energy is heavier and denser and easier to access and to sort of get a hold of because it's heavier so i would have these just like crazy experiences or these knowings and i would express them and then in expressing them i would witness people's responses and it was very much like what what are you doing why are you talking like this you shouldn't do that that's not really normal. A lot of fear, like fear responses. So, so I ended up just sort of like stuffing that stuff away because um, it was it was just not something that was really welcomed, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I basically like shut it down. And then when I became a teenager, I started doing. It started like coming back from hormones, you know, like hormones trigger those things. Um, which I am, I only recently found out because later in life I found that out, but it happened again once I was a teenager, it's, things started happening, I started having dreams, and I started like receiving messages and getting connections with like, like there was like ghost experiences and stuff like that. And um, then again, I sort of, I didn't have any guidance. And so I sort of went around wandering around looking for things to do. And I, I started getting involved in Wiccan, which is great 
earth-based if you're doing it in a positive way. And I didn't really, I didn't, ha I was just like reading certain books and like doing things and you're slightly angry when you're a teenager and things, you do things out of like, almost like I want to say like revenge sometimes. And so I was just doing stuff to benefit myself and not thinking about anyone else. And I had a lot of karmic <laughs> pay for things that I was doing. And I learned a lot about that because of doing things that way. And so then again, I was like, I have to stop doing this because it wasn't giving me any real fulfillment, any real pleasure. It was just sort of like yo-yoing back and forth. Um, so I then again was like, I stopped doing everything. I'm like, I'm not having anything to do with this. Mm -hmm. But at the kind of simultaneously, I started doing a lot of drugs and like abusing drugs and drinking and like doing awful, putting myself in awful, awful positions and stuff like that. But um, later in life, I got pregnant. And when I got pregnant, it, the hormones again triggered this this awakening and I started experiencing things so strong and so vividly and I was like this is it like I'm not doing I'm not shutting this down anymore like this has happened over and over again I know that there's something to this so I found a teacher um, my teacher connected me um, to myself really like taught me how to ground and like really feel what was happening I ended up doing like mediumship classes um, and sort of like simultaneously, there's all sorts of like um, physical stuff happening in my body. You know, I, I had, I was diagnosed later, I think it was in my thirties with Lyme, but I specifically remember getting bit by a tick when I was 10. Wow. Did it take that long to present or you just no. diagnosed? It took that long to get diagnosed because from, from basically that time I had been experiencing from when I was like probably like 10 or 11, I was experiencing all these really bizarre symptoms and I had, I mean, I was like going blind. I had like these what they call like neuro seizures or something like that. Like the neurons were having seizures, but it wasn't like a presented full body. Um, I had like paralysis on my left side of my body. So I was just like experiencing all sorts of like medical things that went on simultaneously. But then there was like trauma mixed into that mix. Nice but, cocktail. But then there was like this like spiritual awakening that's like attempting to happen. So there's like all these multi oh my gosh. things happening at once. And I, I mean, I couldn't deal with it. Is what yeah. was so sure. this is why I was like doing drugs. And yeah. Just trying to numb, just trying to numb it and block it probably. Cause you're like, I can't, I don't, I can't even deal. Especially right. if you don't have a mentor or teacher or someone guiding you or walking the path with you. There's so many people out there who are gifted that are just kind of 
lost, you yeah. know, because there's nobody. Of course, I think now there are so many more resources available to people who are awakening and going through experiences like you were. Right. But back then, you know, it wasn't as prevalent. So what a gift. How old were you when you found this teacher that kind of helped guide you? Um, I was probably 29 or 30. It was like, it was like, like I said, everything was just sort of like a mixture of all things happening. So at that time, when I found my teacher, um, who was like in California, I found her online. Um, I also got diagnosed finally, and I have a child. So it's like, I have all this stuff oh happening. Gosh, yeah. that and, was a um, crazy time. Yeah. So basically I was just like, I started coming into just like, I need to do something about what is happening right now. Like what's, 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 what I'm doing is not working. So I wanted to be on a spiritual path. I wanted to be more healthy. I wanted, and I knew that I didn't want to take like medication either. So I went to a naturopath doctor for the Lyme. And then um, I started doing mediumship classes and really like opening up and harnessing my abilities that I've been stuffing for so long. Yeah. And I mean, like anyone else, we all like doubt ourselves of course. and question everything. But I really was like, I really like looking back, it's like I knew a lot of things and was super connected, but I just had no one help me, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then through, through my mediumship class, I ended up meeting, um, my friend Dawn, who, you know, and she's the one that introduced me to Marconics and she, she like sent me some video when I was like, this is whacked out. Like I was, <laughs> I'm all set, I'm all set with your wacky shit. And, and I was like totally disinterested. Right. And, um, <laughs> it was like one of the videos of like people moving on the table. You're like, yeah, right. And I'm like, <laughs> that's a no for me. And, and, and so I've been on treatment for, for, for years for this Lyme stuff. And I just like, I, I just really got used to like feeling like shit, like constantly. And I got to a point where I told my doctor, I said, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Like, I just can't. And I was still drinking and I just couldn't stop drinking. And it was basically fueling that fire. Sure. And um, I was just like this, it's like a tornado, you know, like this messy tornado and you don't know what to do first. You don't know what to stop, what to heal, what, where to even begin. Right. And, um, so I remember then Dawn, it was like a year later after she introduced me the first time, introduced me again to Marconics. And I was like, what is that? Like, I need that. And this time it was very like instinctual. And like, I was so drawn to it. And I was like, I don't care what I have to do. I need to be recalibrated. And so. Did you know I, what it was fully? Yeah. Or, or was it just like. You heard about it, you're like, that's a yes. Yeah, that's how it was. The first time I heard about it, I was like, that's a hard no. And, <laughs> and, and, but it was more like, like it was weird to me, so I wasn't ready for that weirdness. Yeah. But then the yeah. second time she introduced me, it was like, 
I was late. You know, it was like, I need that. I don't care. Like, I didn't know anything about it. I just felt so aligned with it and felt like it was really going to help me. Mm-hmm. And so I found a practitioner and she, she came and I got recalibrated like within three days of wow. this conversation. Like it was like wow. very necessary that I do it. And, and so I had, before I got recalibrated, I had told my doctor, I can't do this. And she said, okay, I'm going to take you off everything. And I had been off everything for about maybe a month or so. And then I got recalibrated. So you had some time to kind of detox from all the things that were in your system. and Yeah, a little bit. Clear a little bit before you got on the table. Yeah. And so I laid on the table and I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> but, but I was like, if you're going to take, like I knew it was releasing. Right. And I was like, if you're going to take anything, I just like laid there and I was like, I don't want to drink anymore. I don't want to have these conditions. I want to feel better. I want to be better. I want to be who I'm supposed to be. I want to like find what I'm supposed to do. I was just like craving this, like finding clarity. Yeah. And, and I was like, just surrendered to the fact that it maybe maybe it's a possibility right mm-hmm. and I had this insane profound experience on the table and I, I thought that I was dead and I remember there was like this bright white light and I was like am I dead is this what it's like to die and and then I could hear these voices and feel them and they were asking me for things and I remember very specifically like pulling out what felt like a credit card and on the card it was like this big one of them and it had these colors and I gave it to the light it disappeared and I had a knowing that that was mine and then they asked for another card and I had this knowing it was different. It was bigger. I had this knowing that this one was Hashimoto's. So you were just and like releasing all of this stuff to your higher aspects. Uh-huh. And they were literally pulling. Oh, I'm getting uh, I'm getting chills talking about it. They're literally pulling. You, you basically surrendered and turned it over. Right. So powerful. And so during the, the whole thing, I was like, this is it. And I was like questioning. I was like, this can't be real. Like this, and, and that's how I am. I'm like, shut up. This can't be real. <laughs> and, uh, and then I was like, prove it. You know, like, how am I going to know? And all I received was, you need to trust and you'll know when. And I was like, what does that even mean? You know? And, and, and so I'm like, whatever like how like I don't even know how I'm supposed to know like what is that what does that mean to me it means nothing actually at that point <laughs> so I was like part of these like line support groups and like just always like talking and about what I was doing and making it sort of like a public thing that people do have this and it tears your life apart and it it like does all sorts of things to your body and deteriorates things um and 
I got a phone call. I got a message and this lady said, can I talk to you? And I said, always. Yeah, of course. So she calls me on the phone and she says, um, yeah, so I just wanted to know like how you're doing with your line. And I was like, what? And I was like, oh my God, because when she said it, I was like, what? Like what? It didn't resonate. My line yeah. like, didn't resonate at all. And this was three months after I was recalibrated. And I was like, I know, like that was my knowing. And so I got off the phone with the lady. I called my doctor immediately after. And I said, I need a line test. And she was like, what like she was like what is the point like we've been doing your treatment it's it's like kind of too soon but I was like I was really persistent and I was like I have to have one right now and so I went in within like two or three days I took a Lyme test and it was negative wow uh-huh that's incredible and I just my doctor was like what what are you doing what did you do she knew that I stopped taking all my stuff. Right. She right. knew that I had it a couple months ago. Yeah. And it doesn't just disappear. And so. Yes, it does. Right, right, right. <laughs> is that what, well, what she, she has always been told is that it doesn't just disappear. And so in that just small frame of time, I basically became a new person. You know, I found trust. I found myself. I was able to connect to myself and trust myself and know like when I have an intuition about something and I follow it, it's like I am right for me right now. I am in my truth. I am, I can find alignment and and I am powerful, you know? Yes, you and so, and so that was just the beginning of the beginning. How long know? ago was how long ago was your recalibration? Um, I was recalibrated, I think May two years ago. So I'm like just over two and a half years, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe you should share a little bit for people who aren't familiar with what a recalibration is. Okay. Involved and and how you felt afterwards, some of the things you went through. Obviously, this healing was pretty powerful. Right. I mean, from my from my experience, well, the recalibration was um, uncapping your chakras and restructuring your entire chakra system, and in doing that, it released mass amounts of karma from this life from past life. And basically in my situation and at my point in time in life, I was ready to get rid of things that I just, it was like a slow process for me getting rid of. And it wasn't, it wasn't happening in an efficient way. And so when I was drawn to the recalibration, because I was ready to release all of that, it just went. <laughs> yeah. Do you think a big part of your healing was the fact that you surrendered totally. and released it because yeah. I think healing involves the actual surrender of the identification with whatever the disease is and right. also your willingness to completely 
separate from it. Right. That's probably but an I, integral part of it. I also think that there's there's a part that has to do with an acceptance and a gratitude for the experience. You know, like I spent time while I was on the table, just like while it was releasing and I was like, this is really going. And I had to find a space within my heart of just like, this is what I've learned from it. I learned to trust myself. I learned to, to use natural medicine and, and that I really, they were trying to tell me that I was crazy, that it, that I didn't have Lyme because it was so long ago, that it wasn't active, but I knew that it wasn't, it was, it was causing Hashimoto's, it caused Hashimoto's, it caused lupus. I was having organ failure. I was having liver failure because that's where the Lyme was in my liver. Major, and, major issues. Right. And so I learned that. And then in doing that, I have been like learning about medicine. And then when I had my children, I was like, no, we're not doing that. I really was trusting my instincts with my kids. And so I really took away so much from having that disease. And then in, in holding that, I really was able to express great gratitude for the experience. And then that allowed me to surrender because I was like, I don't need this anymore. There's no, there's no reason for me to have this. So I'm going to surrender. I'm going to let you take away what I don't want. That's so powerful. What was it like for you to feel healthy? Because you had been feeling that for so long. Was it gradual or? Um, it was gradual and it was also, there was a lot of releasing of fear, a lot of releasing of anger. Mm. So, and then there was like, there was, there was almost like a holding on to it because sure. I was like, I was like gripping to it. Like it was trying to leave me and I knew, and I could see this vision of like who I'm going to be, but I was like, like literally like strangling it being like, I don't know if I can do this and I don't know how I'm going to feel because I'm so used to being sick. I'm so used to being angry. I'm so used to being on drugs and drinking that I don't know what it's going to feel like to be someone else. Yeah. To be you, to be authentically you, right? Because right. you hadn't yeah. loved that before. So what a, what a leap of faith that was. Right. And so it was very, I did, I did it very gradually. And as I like peeled away the layers, so to speak, um, I was like, this doesn't feel so bad. Okay, this doesn't feel so bad, you know? And so you're like slowly just like rolling a little bit faster, rolling a little bit more until I was like ready to dump it. You know, I'm like, all right, we're done with this. Like, I don't need to, I don't need to crawl anymore. I don't need to walk. I'm just going to drop all my baggage and run. Yeah. Amazing. So there was a transition period to wellness. And then when did you step into your role as more of a healer pursuing, um, you know, the Acu detox and Acu wellness aspect and becoming a practitioner and how did that all unfold? Um, sort of simultaneously, 
probably, well, it, within the past like three years or so, because I was doing, I was doing mediumship. And as I was doing mediumship, I realized like, I'm questioning everything, like thinking that what I'm getting is total crap or bullshit or like, what is, is this even real? That type of stuff. <laughs> when I was giving my messages, I was really healing people because it was for them. And it was it had nothing to do with me. I was just delivering the information. And so I got to witness people heal from my connection. And then that progressed to um, me doing, they have like healing chairs at this church that I was, that I was doing my classes at. And I, I started healing, doing healing chairs. Um, and then simultaneously it's like always like a mix of stuff I had um when I had my daughter and I have my son I basically like my daughter had this well when she was born she was born with a cord wrapped around her neck and so she was not alive when she was born she was taken away from me it was like this super like traumatic experience and she was not breathing for six minutes, which is a, which is a really long time. But they took her away. They cut the cord. She survived. She's like, out, there's like, you would think that there was nothing wrong with her. But when she was from the first year of her life, she would not wear anything around her neck. And good so, reason. They were like, oh, well, she's not going to remember this and that. And I was like, it's not true. You know, like no matter what all these people are telling me, it's not true because I am her mom and I'm witnessing this child. There was a trauma. There was a trauma there. Right. Yeah. Refusing to put these, this shirt on. So I started like finding this, this woman who did like um, releasing trapped emotions. And we did like a past life thing. And in a past life, my daughter Lily had died through a strangulation of a rope. And so in order to release that karma, she was born in this lifetime, came in the way that she went out. Wow. So I basically, when she was sleeping one day, I did this whole like healing sort of thing in releasing that karma. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I, at this point, like still don't even trust anything that I, it's like, I'm just doing whatever I'm guided to do being like, okay, whatever, let's see what happens, you know? And the next morning she woke up and she put a shirt on and I was like, holy shit, you know? And I'm like, so people are telling me that it's not possible for her to remember. And then people are telling me that this, that I'm crazy for this and that. But then when I receive information within myself, it works. And I'm like, well, clearly the message here is I need to trust myself over everyone else. Of course. Yes. So then I had my son and he had a cyst on his jaw and it was rapidly growing and he was going to children's hospital and they were trying to do surgery. And he also had this um, birth defect in his eyes and they were going to do surgery on both things. And he was so little, like 
this he was he was just a month or two months old oh, and they were trying to do surgery on him and every time that I would go to the doctor I would get so sick and I just was like I can't I can't do this like this something about this doesn't feel right, right. so um I we went and for his scheduled surgery and I was in the room like a crazy person and I was like I have to go I have to go and I stopped everything and I was like taking him I was like I I told my husband I was like I have to we have to get out of here and I took him and I was like they're probably going to call DCYF or they're going to report me for something and I was like but I can't I can't do this so when I took him out I went in, I, this was like when I was like starting to meditate. So I was like kind of getting messages like in that space. And I was like, I need help because he has this cyst. I felt like he shouldn't have surgery. So now what? <laughs> so I went into connection and I was shown me placing my hands in certain ways over him. And basically, I saw me opening up and a light channeling through. And I was like, you want me to do this? <laughs> you know, you're like, what? Again, I was reminded of this situation with my daughter. And I was like, what have I got to lose at this point? You know? So I did it. I did these positions over his body and just really, I did a lot of visualization of it leaving and healing and being like sewn his eyes being sewn and like the things leaving and i don't remember how much time it was but he went back to the doctor and everything was gone <laughs> your doctor must have been like what did you do <laughs> what and, and that was basically they were like this is this isn't even possible that this happens and i'm like well obviously it is because it happened you know, but I also was not willing at that point to say like, oh, well, I was doing these head movements. I channeled this energy oh. and I him. <laughs> you know, so I didn't, I didn't divulge that information. I basically was like, oh no. I don't know, he's fine. You know, and so that, I just, I, that was how I got into healing. And then after I had my recalibration, I was like, my profound experience, I was like, I have to do this. So I signed up for the classes mm -hmm. and I started doing Marconics. So I'm a Marconics practitioner. And then from Marconics, I started, I really felt like I was getting a lot of people coming to me who couldn't have Marconics. And it's, what it, what it feels like to me is like, because of where I've come from, like, the vibration of being a drug abuser, being an alcoholic, that and being having having diagnoses of certain conditions. It's like those vibrations of people are what people are coming to me. Sure. And so some of them are actively still using drugs. Some of them are on medication. Some of them are actively alcoholics. And and it's just not appropriate for those people to have Marconics because it being a life accelerant and causing healing crisis if they're not in a space where they can release their trauma. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I have to, I, ha I had this like real need to help these people, but I didn't know how. Mm -hmm. 
And so I started doing hypnotherapy. I went to school and um, through hypnotherapy, I was able to focus on helping these people and retraining their minds so that they could wean off medication, so they could wean off drugs, so they can use, but use like another system like NA or AA or their doctor, whoever they choose to, or other spiritual means to get off of these things and then be at a vibration, at a space where they're able to have Marconics. And then just like doing hypnotherapy and Marconics, I found doing AccuWellness, AccuDetox, which also is just sort of like a bridge that I use. I use um, hypno hypnotherapy with AccuDetox to assist those people who are just in a healing crisis. I can use those tools to assist them out of their healing crisis and then bridge them to a higher space to connect with their higher self. Now the hypnotherapy, does that have to be done in person? Or can you do that by Skype? Or how does that, you can how does do that work? It. You can do it by Skype. I personally haven't done it by Skype yet at all. Um, I know that you can, because um, we like we practice in class. I don't do it on I don't do it on myself, but I I do. They do it through the computer. Um, I'm not actually sure whether you need to have the way that I would feel comfortable is if my client came for an initial session, so they knew what was going to happen, what it felt like while I'm there, mm -hmm. and then. I mean, and then from there, they could do it over the computer or whatever. I'm just, I was just thinking people might be curious if they need to have a session in person with you. And yeah. maybe you can let us know where you're located. So if people want to find you, they can uh -huh. look you up. Um, I'm in Derry, New Hampshire. Okay, so I'll put your web address down below so people can look you up and... Hook up with you if they want to have a session with you. I'm sure you're opening the door for so many people who are like, hmm, I need to, I need to find this person. <laughs> I need to have a session with her. Thank so, you. yeah. So you have been um, certified in the AccuDetox and AccuWellness for how long? Um, I actually, I've been doing it for, I think I took my class in May. And then I've had to do like, I don't even know how many hours it is. Like, I want to say like 200 maybe. Wow. So just, just got my certificate. I just had my final test, but I've been working. I just had to be supervised until my hours were done. That's a lot of time. Yeah. I love how it, it kind of marries with the energy work you're doing. So you can really offer a wide suite of, healing to people who come to you there's yeah. definitely a demographic you're here to serve definitely right so do you have a uh, a studio at home or do you have a, a wellness center you go to to meet your clients or i have a studio in my house so awesome. i have a healing room where i do all of all of my stuff i do um, the AccuWellness, hypnotherapy, narconics, and I do coaching in my home. And then I also do 
I do events for people. So if people want to do any of the events, really, I'll do them at their house with multiple people, whether it's hypnotherapy, detox, or Marconics. Um, and then I just got hooked up with a healing center in Concord, New Hampshire. So I'm going to be there soon doing classes. Awesome. You said you're starting to work with children, which I think is... Yeah, I mean, I've been doing a lot of stuff with kids. Um, so what's this is another like bridge aspect, which is really interesting, is that I have, um, what I've found is that, like I've heard plenty of times, you're, you're here for the children, you're here for the children, is that like I have a lot of parents who are either on drugs or need healing, and they have these children who are so open Right. And, and so I find that I'm assisting the parents to clear and get get out of higher space so that they can assist their children in their children's mission. Um, and then I, I have a lot of clients that are like autistic children and I just work with them to um, basically like ground and center and like be able to harness their own energy and have more control so the and children, then I also, the children you mean or the yeah. yeah yeah and um then I have other like other children who are who are just open and gifted and it's like they're they want to stay that way you know my daughter, my daughter is one of them for sure she she practices like her psychic ability and the, <laughs> the kids are just amazing. Yeah. So how cool that they have you to, to guide them. I wish that you had had that as a child because know. you know, it would have been so much easier, but a lot of the trailblazers and the leaders had to go through the, all those experiences to become the people that they are today. Right. Yeah. Had to be a little more of a struggle. Yeah. Instead of a, a cakewalk. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, Leah, you, you've gone through so many transformations. What would you offer to people who are struggling or numbing or, you know, having difficulty right now in their, in their everyday life? Um, for sure. This part's like, you know, like, me cry. Um, <laughs> For sure that we are not alone, you know, like we feel in that space, like we're going through it and that we can only do it by ourselves and that we are so alone, but we're not, you know, and that you have a gift and you may not know what it is. And you have the ability within yourself to find that gift and it just is going to take you and your strength, but you can do it and you can do anything. Mm -hmm. That's so true. It's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I'm so glad that you were able to dig down and pull that inner strength and knowing forward and put the doubts aside. That Stepping into faith is the most powerful thing. And I'm not talking about faith in something outside of yourself. It's the belief in alignment and truth of who you are, right? The knowing 
light. So once you get there, you're unstoppable. Right. You are a perfect example of that, right? Yeah, now. and and that we have all of the information within ourselves. Everything that we need to know is within ourselves, and we spend so much time searching and extending our our ourselves outwards when we really need to be holding on to ourselves. And I use this analogy with my clients all the time that if you if you imagine yourself as an octopus, it's like you have these arms, and the more that you're holding on to things outside of yourself, is it's just slowing you down. There's friction. And so when you really like bring all of your attention, all of yourself inward, you're able to just travel faster and find who you are and where you're going that much easier. That's beautiful. And wouldn't you say the more you practice that, the more life unfolds for you? Definitely. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when you are holding on to all of that ballast or all that weight that's creating drag on your field, you can't, you can't move forward. You can't see what direction you're supposed to go because you're so distracted by everything that's right. outside of you, right? Holding you back. But once you start releasing, 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 it's almost like there's this unfolding, like this, this the, your life just sort of unrolls in front of you and you just keep taking right. a step and the next step and pretty soon like what These synchronistic meetings or people or opportunities start to just kind of align right and pull you forward it seems like and it really gets smoother you know like i can't say that it always gets easier but it for sure it gets the ride gets smoother and sometimes there's dips and bumps but mm -hmm. it just you you end up learning and harnessing a capability to ride through that easier and be less affected by those things because you you learn coping mechanisms and just ways for you to make, move through those things easier. Also, I think people need to understand that through the process of coming back to center, coming into your truth, things shift, relationships ships shift. Um, maybe the the jobs that you're holding or the people that you're hanging out with start to shift and your energy starts changing. So things start falling away and I think that creates a lot of fear and angst and anxiety for people even though they know that it's the right thing to do is to move forward and to let go. Right. And, um, I think people need to know that that just creates space for all the right things and the right people and the right opportunities to to come in, but that does require a degree of faith. Right. It definitely requires a lot of faith. And it reminds me of a quote that I saw that says, sometimes the right thing and the hardest thing are, are both the same, you know, which is, I mean, it proves to be true. Oftentimes. Definitely. Definitely. Leah, it's been such a pleasure talking to you today. Thank you for coming on and sharing your your powerful story. I feel like I could talk to you for three hours and we could go so deep. <laughs> but in the interest of um, you know, 
tying it up nicely. Are there any parting words that you'd like to share? You've already shared some beautiful wisdom. And also, I want to thank you for having the courage to become the purest essence of you. That's what a gift. What a gift thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're serving so many people. You're shining your light for all the people in your life and, and beyond. So I just want to honor the work you're doing. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Do you have any words? I mean, in leaving, I just would like to remind people that that you have you have everything already. You just have to open it and to just really trust your intuition. And when you're guided to do something, just do it because it is leading you to what is next for you. And the more that we allow that, the easier and faster the things flow. Also, it needs to come from the heart. Yeah. Our head, our mind. Yes. It, it's, that's like a whole other topic. <laughs> another show but that just can take you so far off course because if you if you if you're always paying attention and only listening to your thoughts it's kind of like if you've ever been a car in a car with your gps and it just keeps saying recalculating 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 and you're just like going in circles and you're getting redirected that's what the mind is right we all really have to get you know more heart-centered in our in our knowing and truth that's where the real powerful shifts and change and information and answers come from right definitely it's not the mind it's about dropping into the heart well thank you so much for your time today thank you. i want to um thank all my listeners for tuning in and if this resonated with you like I hope you'll subscribe, like, and share to my YouTube channel. If you're looking for Marconic Healing in the New Hampshire area, also distance sessions are available. Please reach out to Leah Landry. I will again put her contact information down below for coaching. Um, I can't say enough about her. She's an absolutely stunning being. So, <laughs> take care of yourself and take care of yourself. Y'all have a great day.